0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. This is a unique, life-changing, eight-part broadcast entitled, You Are the Apple of God's Eye, that will make abundantly clear to the More Than Conquerors radio listener that there are powerful benefits in being part of the kingdom of God and being saved under the kingship of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are highly favored above all other creation, simply because the Creator loves us so much. But Pastor cautions that the level of favor in our lives will rise only to the level of our expectations. Our expectation must be based on our faith in, and our obedience to, what His Word says. Most importantly is the protection of that favor through a life of excellence, integrity, and the development of good character and a trustworthy spirit, evidenced by honesty, right living, and faithfulness to God's Word. Here's today's lesson on what God might expect from you, the apple of His eye.
1: But you see, when we cultivate the spirit of excellence and integrity in our lives, God's favor is going to work with that integrity and work with that spirit of excellence to bring you before great people, to open up doors of opportunity, to cause things happen in your life that otherwise would never happen because you can be trusted. You can be trusted and God will work with that. But when you don't display a good work ethic, when you don't display excellence in what you do and you you lack integrity in your life, What happens is that you undermine that favor of God working and operating in your life. And you see, it goes back to this thing. You see, I I love to give messages where everybody's hooting and hollering and, yeah, you know, we can do this and I can do the impossible. But really, it's it's not about just getting a good message. It's about getting a confrontive, life-changing message that's going to make me better because these are the things that are important in our life. Somehow, we don't, you know, we don't pay attention to these things. So excellence is, is of, of great importance, you know? Uh, people laugh at me because I, you know, uh, uh, you know, I don't like spots on the rug. I don't like things out of order. They, the guys laugh at me. I can walk in the sanctuary and know in a second that a light bulb's out, but I even look it up. I just, know, I can see a dark spot. See there's a light. Bulb. I won't even look up. I'll go like this. There's a light bulb out right there because I can see a dark spot. Didn't anybody see that dark spot? How come I the other see these dark spots? How come I'm the only one? You all walked over the same spots that I'm seeing. How come nobody has seen those spots except me? Well, because I'm focused on always improving and trying to keep things in good order. So I'm always looking for things that might be out of order so that we can put it back into order. You'd be surprised. No, it's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth, right? Um, it's, it's like the difference. Like I've had people write me letters and, and something say, from the minute we set foot on this property, we just we just just sense the spirit of excellence here. That's been one of the key reasons why we've had the progress and, and the success and, and the, you know, the advancements that we've made in this church is because there's a spirit of excellence here. Because I said it, I hold others to it, others begin to hold others to it, and we have excellence operating. People come in and say, there's something different about this place. Yeah. I remember one guy came to me and says, man, he said, I knew I was in the right church so I went into the bathrooms and the bathrooms were actually clean. He said, the church I went to, he said, the bathrooms were disgusting. Nobody ever cleaned them. It was a mess. They smelled. He said, I knew I was in the right place. I opened up the door and the fresh smell came at me and I saw everything shining and the toilets looked clean. I said, hallelujah, spirit of excellence. We're trying to cultivate a spirit of excellence in all we do. I I can't accept any less of myself. You see, why would you want to produce something that wasn't excellent? Because it speaks of you. It, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a picture of who you are you see and so we can have the favor there, the favor is there and God's favor is available but if you're, not, if, you're not, if you're not producing a spirit of excellence in your life that's what caused Daniel to be outstanding that's what caused Joseph in every situation to be outstanding and come to the top because everything he did he did it with excellence things were out of order, he put them back in began to use his gifts and his skills in a very, very, you know, very powerful and good way. He began to, began to just do things that caught the attention of, of, those, of the people that were in charge, and they automatically started to lift him up because you display a spirit of excellence. If you don't ever display a spirit of excellence, nobody's going to be pay, paying attention to you. I know as an employer, many, many of you sitting here today, you're employers. You're going to hire someone just solely based upon their skill? If you hired someone that had all the skill in the world and they come in and they show no level of excellence in what they do and they have no integrity, they could have all the skill in the world. you Are going to keep them? No, you'd be a stupid employer. I'd rather have somebody that doesn't have necessarily the skill because I can teach them the skill. But they have a high level, a high work ethic. They are, everything they do, they do really well. They, do, they understand excellence. And they, they're people of integrity. I can work with somebody like that. I can teach them the skill set. But I can't necessarily teach you excellence. That's something that has to come within you. Am I speaking to anybody here? Or am I just preaching to myself. That's why, that's why I believe every parent, one of the things that you ought to build and factor into your life lessons with your kids is being excellent. Doing the spirit, or, or having the spirit of excellence in all that they do. That's, that's something you ought to factor in. Don't, don't, just, don't just accept sloppy don't just accept, you know, substandard. Don't, don't accept that because you're, you're working in their lives, that spirit of sloppiness as opposed to the spirit of excellence. In everything they do, you, you need to teach them to do it with excellence. Do a few things, but do it really, really well. Like today, you know, the kids are so distracted. Yeah, go ahead. You can put your hands together. Kids are so distracted. I, I have this conversation with my niece. She's not here today, so I can talk about her. but. But, you know, kids, they're all over the place. They're doing this sport, that sport, the other sport, ba- basketball, as soon as basketball finishes, they're into baseball, then baseball finishes, and they're into soccer, and then soccer finishes, and then they're into cross country, and then they're into into uh, um, you know whatever, ah, they're into everything. And I said, but, but are they doing anything well? Wouldn't it be better to kind of scale it back a little, and maybe just focus in on one or two, and let them do and excel in the one and two instead of being all over the place. Do you know the difference between diffused light and concentrated light? Now, when I was a kid, some of the gear that we traveled around with, we had a pocket knife. Today, you'd probably go to jail if you carry a pocket knife, but we carried a pocket knife, right? And we had a slingshot. And and part of the the gear we carried was a magnifying glass. Any Any of the boys here, any of the guys here remember having a magnifying glass? That was just part of the gear, right? And one of the things that we did with the magnifying glass, what we used to do, is we would, we would find some leaves, some brush, and we'd put it together and get the magnifying glass and get the sun to concentrate the light right on that and go, and all of a sudden, boom, a flame would erupt. A couple of times we set a pile of leaves on fire and we'd take off running, and the next thing you know, the fire department was right behind us trying to put out the fire. We used, it happened to us a couple of times in the schoolyard or, you know, somewhere in the street. We'd start fires, and then they'd call the police department, fire department. But you see, it's the difference between diffused light. Diffused light doesn't really produce anything. It gives us light, but it doesn't produce anything, um, uh, uh, anything dramatic. But you take light and you concentrate, or sunlight, you take that light and you concentrate it, and it, it creates unbelievable results because it's concentrated light. That's what a laser is. It's concentrated light. They can they can take tumors out with lasers. They can, they can slice you up with a laser. All it is is a a concentrated beam of light. Well, that speaks to what I'm saying here. Isn't it better to concentrate on a few things and do it well than scattershot and do a whole lot of things not so well? I believe that that, that's what it, it really comes down to. So if you're a business owner... You know, I was, I was telling the story. I had a brother come to my house, another brother. That's so I don't like to hire Christians. Because I feel like I... I'll be honest with you. I'd rather hire the world. Because I can speak to them differently than I can speak to a Christian. Not that I would be arrogant or I would be, I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be rough with them. But I can be very direct. If I have to be, I can be direct. I can get my point across in a very, very direct way if I have to be direct. But if you're pastoring people that are working for you sometimes a little bit more difficult because you know maybe i'm just a sap you know i've heard of other pastors and they don't care who you are they'll just talk to you they'll shoot you right between the eyes but i'm not that kind of person all right so sometimes i'd rather work with the world in a big company because then i can you know unload my frustration and not have to look at you every sunday But I had one one fellow come to my house he was doing some work and he's working on a wall and he was making a hole or doing something. And I was upstairs and I come down and he's digging around the hole and all the plaster has fallen on my floor. And so hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Wouldn't it be a better idea if you put a drop cloth down so that when all the plaster falls from the floor, all we have to do is pick up the drop cloth like this and carry it outside and shake it in the street? Wouldn't that be a lot easier than putting the dust all over my floor? Oh, brilliant idea, Pastor. Sometimes we're so focused on doing the job that we really lack the excellence... That's see a simple thing, but that's the difference between being excellent and not being excellent. You see. Am I speaking to anybody here? You see? Because remember, we're trying, we, we want the favor of God to work in our lives, but we have to give the see now now somebody else like I love that brother and we could probably joke about it now, you know, but now somebody else have, have somebody like that in their house and they do that kind of thing, I guarantee you he'll never be invited back to do another job in that house. So where's the favor of God? Where are the doors opening? Because every time you walk through one of those open doors, you screw it up because your work ethic is wrong. You don't have excellence and you lack integrity and that door gets shut and you wonder why doors aren't opening anymore because God can't trust you. Am I making this as simple and plain as I can? So we can talk about the favor of God and I can shout about it and preach about it until I'm red in the face and spitting cotton out of my mouth. I can preach about favor, but if you don't have the spirit of excellence and integrity operating in your life, you are undermining the favor of God, and it just will not work. It will get you nowhere. Because right. you're destroying the favor of God by your lack of excellence and your lack of integrity. In all you do. So how you train? Them? That means you go to work and you be the best that you can be at what you do. Do your best at work, not, not substandard. So I hate the job, hate the boss, nobody appreciates me here. Well, you know what? You know what? excellence should be important to you because it is a it is a statement of who you are. Just because everybody around you doesn't appreciate you or you don't like the job doesn't mean that I'm going to cheat on, uh, because that says something about me as a human being. It says something about me as a person. Am I speaking to anybody? So the two, the two principles, the spirit of excellence. Let me give you a couple of verses. Can I give you um, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, and verse 10 says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. One version says, with all your might. So whatever your hand finds to do, wherever you are, do it with all of your might. Do it the best that you can. So let me give you a couple of other versions, because I like these versions. The New Century Version says it this way. Whatever work you do, do your best. Put your best into it. Um, the same verse in the New Liv- uh, the Living Bible It says, whatever you do, do well. In the easy read version, it says it this way, every time you find work to do, do it the best you can. So, in short, put the best that you can into your work. Because it really identifies who you are as an individual. And if you want the favor of God to work in your life, then you've got to produce, you've got to have a a standard of excellence, and you have to be a person of integrity. Otherwise, favor isn't going to get you anywhere no doors are going to open, no one's, you're not going to be outstanding. What made Daniel outstanding in those verses we read and made Joseph outstanding is that they had a spirit of excellence and they had a spirit of integrity working in their life. So here, here's, 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 a, here's a verse, Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 through 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. You see, when, when you look at it from that perspective, all the work that I do, I'm not doing it for men. I'm doing it as unto the Lord. I'm doing it as the Lord's representative. I, I'm giving an impression of who God is by the, by the work that I'm producing in my life. Amen. You see, um, we, there's so many ways that I could go with this, but, uh, but I hope I'm getting... Is this, is this coming across? Um, you know, what, what we are, what we produce in our lives really really gives people an idea of what God is or gives them some sort of impression of what God is. It may not be who we really, It's not who He really is, but gives them an impression of who God is. So, so he says whatever, Colossians 3 and uh, 23 and 24, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, because he says, you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. So God's going to bless your endeavors and God's going to bless your labor. But you've got to have the spirit of excellence operating. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31 says it this way Therefore, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So, whatever you do in life, do it to the glory of God. You see, I'm going to glorify God in my work. All right. All right. Proverbs 22, and I love this verse, this is a very important verse. and it says it this way. Do you see a man who excels in his work? That's the question. Do you see a man who excels in his work? That's what the, the, proverb, the writer of Proverbs is saying here. Do you see a man who excels in his work? Listen to what he says. He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. So you see what he's saying is that if you produce excellence in your life and you strive to be an ex- excellent at what you do, it doesn't mean you're perfect. But it means that I do the best that I can do with what I have. He says, you're going to stand before kings, you'll not stand before unknown men. I can remember, and you've heard me tell the story, some of you, some of you haven't. Actually, someone reminded me of that recently, because I, I, I made a statement, I said, you're probably bored with my stories, and a new person wrote me a letter, he said, pastor, please don't stop telling your stories, because we're new to the church, we haven't heard your stories. We want to hear your stories. So I can remember when we were back in Port Chester days, and, and the building was a mess, and it was... You know, it was uh, it was dirty. We had to do the best that we could do. We, we we took what we had and we made it as as excellent as possible. We cleaned it up. We painted it. We put up fresh curtains. We made sure the bathrooms were clean. We scraped down the floor and put we put new furniture in it. We tried to make it the best that we could make it with what we had, even though you know the exterior of the building and the rest of the building was falling apart around us. When you walked into our sanctuary, we're like whoa. This doesn't match up with the rest of the building. Bingo, we we brought excellence in the middle of a disaster, you see. And, 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 And people recognized that and appreciated it at that time and wanted to be a part of what we were doing because they saw excellence displayed. But you you walk into a building, you walk into a church, and you can see that there's no attention. It's dirty, it's messy, it's out of order, it's unkempt. The walls are dirty, things aren't clean, nothing's painted, nothing is fresh. Well, then what does that say? It says that we lack excellence here. You're not going to stand before a king. You're not going to stand before great people. Nothing great's going to happen because you lack that spirit of excellence in your life. That's why I say, do the best that you can do. Be the best that you can be. Work with what you have. Don't complain about what you don't have. You see? You see? Sometimes we say, well, you know, I'm not going to keep the car clean because uh, it's an old car. Who cares about it anyway? Well, you know, if you won't keep the car you have clean, the current car, you're not going to keep the new car clean. You know that. Because there, if there's a mess on the, on the outside, it usually because there's a mess going on on the inside. Ooh. To all our first-time guests, please come back. No, but it's true. I mean, can I tell the truth? You want me to just pretend that this does not No, man, come on. We're called to a higher standard. That's why, you know, when we do something here, like I was talking about the plays that we do and all that, I told the group, I said, we're going to put on plays. I I don't want somebody up there that I can't hear. Years ago, they put on play, and nobody had a microphone. I'm like, huh, what did they say? What was the line? Said so, no. Go out and buy microphones. Make sure everybody's mic'd, and buy the best ones that you can find because I want to hear them and I don't want hear. <laughs> see, because that's not excellence. If we're going to do this thing and we're going to invite people to come and see a play, then we've got to we've got to produce excellent. Otherwise, we're not doing it because it says this. This you know. Of course, churches unfortunately get this reputation because you know we we kind of kind of think that you know because we're holy and we're faith people and we love God that we can we can just let all these other things kind of like fall to the side and they're, they're unimportant but that's not the truth if you want the favor of God to open up doors and create a pathway to greater blessing and bring great people before you and bring you before great people then you have to cultivate the spirit of excellence and integrity haven't even gotten over to integrity yet but integrity in your in your life all right so here's a couple of Here's a... uh, Let me see, where was I? Proverbs Proverbs 22. So here, let me give you a couple other versions of this. Um, It says, um, Show me someone who does a good job, and I will show you someone who is better than most and worthy of the company of kings. Here's another one. Uh, Same verse. Observe people who are good at their work. Skilled workers are always in demand and admired. Wow. Proverbs twenty two twenty nine. Do you see people skilled in their work? They will work for kings, not for ordinary people. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. I don't have a whole lot of time here, but just on the subject of integrity, I may have to go over this again. But integrity speaks of this. It's wholeness of character, consistency of word and deed, uncompromising adherence to a code of values. Which is the word of God. So, in short, these are the words that describe integrity, honesty, truthfulness, consistency, faithfulness, trustworthiness. Those are the things that we have to have operating in our lives. Socrates, not not uh, you know, obviously not a Bible person, a Bible character, a godly man that we know of. He says the first key to greatness is to be in reality what we appear to be. John Maxwell, a very well-known Christian uh, motivational speaker, and former pastor he said image is what people think we are integrity integrity is what we really are psalm 15:2 in the new living translation says those who lead blameless lives and do what is right speaking the truth from a sincere heart those who refuse to slander others or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends those who despise persistent sinners and honor the faithful followers of the lord and keep their now listen and keep their promises even when it hurts and keep their promises even when it hurts. Those who do not charge interest on the money they lend and who refuse to accept bribes to testify against the innocent, such people will stand firm forever. I like that word, and keep their promises even when it hurts. If you own a business, and you're out there and you know, because um, this has happened to me, sometimes people have done work and things haven't really turned out the way it is, and they didn't fully produce what they said they were going to produce. And when I when when you confront them or you talk to them about it, um, they don't want to take any responsibility over it, and they just want to take the money and cut out. That lacks integrity. See, so, sometimes sometimes you you've got to you've got to not sometimes all of the time you've got to be a person of your word, even to your own hurt. You know why? Because your integrity is more important than your money. Because if you lose your integrity, you've lost everything. You cannot be trusted. You cannot be counted on. Who would ever trust you or use you or you know buy your your services or or employ you if you lack integrity? Your integrity is worth more than money. I'd rather lose two thousand dollars and keep my integrity intact than getting the two thousand and harming my integrity. So that's why I say you have the spirit of excellence. You have integrity operating. Now the favor of God comes in on it. You put the favor factor into those into the equation, and God will take you before great people. Great things can happen in your behalf. That's about all the time I have this morning to talk about this subject. Maybe we'll pick up on it again, but we're going to end up right there. I hope it's, it's helped you in some way this morning.
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab.